Welcome to Spirit Life Talks, where we discuss the power of living spirit forward. I'm Michael Farmer. I'm Juno Thomas. And today we're going to discuss the Christian journey and the transformation that happens with the spirit forward lens. That's right, Michael. You know, Christian journey is, is not a sprint. That's right. Christian journey is really a marathon. And oftentimes, you know, we get into this uh, faith walk and we get confused. We just, because we, we came into the faith expecting a rosy picture many a times. So a lot right. of people come into I came to faith in expecting a rosy picture. But as we get into this journey, this walk with God, we recognize that it's nothing like what we thought. It's true. It, it can be a little surprising. It's very surprising. It's full of these twists and turns, and uh, it was not <laughs> what I picturized. That's, well, you know, when I first met Jesus, it was like a spiritual high for a few months. For a few. <laughs> but then I quickly learned that this is really more like a lifestyle for a lifetime. Absolutely. It's more like an adventure journey, you know, like an Indiana Jones movie or something. <laughs> right. But there is always this different plots coming up, which I never expected. Because, um, you know, as I mentioned, I picturized this rosy thing. You know, I was thinking, God is on my side. Things are going to be all good. No problems, no trials. Uh, I'm just going to cruise through life. But little did I know that with every problem uh, or with every promise, there's been a problem associated with it that I needed to overcome. That's exactly right. Wow. And as I said in the beginning, Christian life is a marathon. It's a, it is not a sprint. You know, we need to get that um, right there because, uh, you know, as someone said, the victory in a marathon is won by a thousand laps or a hundred right. laps. It is not just a one-shot deal here. So, you know, you might be in lap three and I might be in lap four and another person might be in lap 100, but you just don't have, you can't say that, hey, I had a good run just because I ran one good lap. There are several laps to run in the Christian's journey. And perseverance is a fruit of being a Christian. Absolutely. So why are we really running this Christian journey? And as I mentioned, this Christian marathon, the goal is, as we see in uh, Ephesians 4.13, as Apostle Paul says... Is to attain to the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's correct. Our goal, eventual goal for all people who took this way of life is to attain the full stature in Christ Jesus. In other words, God is calling us to that perfection in the spirit realm, not in the flesh or the soul realm. God wants us to be so uh, molded for a spirit-forward posture and attaining that full stature in Christ, just as Christ walked, He wants us to walk. That is amazing. Let me see if I understand, Junu. What you're saying is is that Jesus Christ set an example that we can follow and even maybe attain Attain in our own lifetimes. That's right. We have to attain—that's what Apostle Paul says, to attain that fullness, the full stature, because God, Jesus didn't come here and set up a lofty example that we cannot follow. He came to set an example that we all can— follow and attain. And that uh, example that he set is a spirit-forward example. He's saying, you and I can attain this fullness in the Spirit, where we completely walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit working through us. You mean the miracles, the teaching, the disciples, all the compassion, the people that he loved, all of these things are things that we could attain by the power of living spirit-forward. That's correct. And... um, Every lap, as again, going back to this marathon journey that we are on, every lap is going to be unique. Wow. 
you know, this victory, as I said, you, you don't win a Christian victory just because you had the last three years were great and you, you know, overcame this and that. You might have had a good run yesterday, but today is a brand new day. You got to face the battle today and win it. It's not like it's one and done deal. So that's where we have to have our perspectives on a long-term journey when it comes to a Christian walk. That's really important, Jeannie. Absolutely. So I just want to talk, uh, talk to our audience about what to expect uh, in this Christian journey and mm -hmm. what are the at least some of the main faces involved. Now, there are, like I said, there are a thousand laps, maybe more than that, before you win this uh, the marathon race or when you, before you finish the marathon race. But what I'm trying to say is at least we want to share today in this broadcast some of those very um, fundamental laps that you have to go through. Uh, so that you can attain the full stature in Christ Jesus. I'm really excited to hear all this. Yeah. And so we'll start off with, I think the first basic premise, if you want to start this journey, is repentance. That's right. That's, repentance means it is not the traditional religious repentance of beating yourself down because you know you miserably fail. That's not what it is. It's about really a change of heart. That's right. Uh, talking about you, know, you coming to a spiritual sense, a spiritual awakening, and you recognize suddenly that you've been living or leading just a soulish life so far. So you suddenly catch yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to start a spirit-forward posture from now on. So repentance is turning away from a purely soulish and fleshly existence to a spirit-forward posture. Amen. Yeah. Literally seeing things from a different perspective. Correct. And, and right after repentance, the next uh, lap is the water baptism. That's right. <laughs> because people might ask, why, why do I need to? Because Jesus himself set an example um, as a as an example of initiation into this whole journey, it's it's actually a prophetic act. That's Water right. baptism is nothing but a prophetic act. What is prophetic acts? Jesus said it this way: Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, we have as Christians have power to set uh, things in motion here. So, in other words, when we decree or when we set things in motion here on earth, it is attested and approved in heaven. And when I say heaven, by God. Amen. Okay, so when you do a water baptism, what you're, you know, do you remember what it represents, the water baptism? Uh, it's an association. The association, and it's actually the death and burial significance. Right. It's saying my right. old man is dying. Right. Even though you're not physically dying, you are making this prophetic act of getting buried in the water right. and rising up in the newness of life. So when, when you do that act deliberately, you're, you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm sealing this deal on the earth. I'm doing this prophetic act, and heaven approves that. Okay, so that's what whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. It's a contractual term, actually. When you say binding, it's a con so God in God's economy, there are contracts. You can enter into this contract, or a better biblical term is covenant through these prophetic acts. Okay, so the so the first lap uh, is repentance and water baptism. Then I would say the next phase or lap that every Christian has to um, work on is studying the Word. Amen. Because if you remember, Apostle Paul says, as soon as he got saved, as soon as he got awakened, let me put it that way, he spent years um, away from the noise studying the Word. Studying the Scriptures is so key uh, to because that renewal of our mind is going to really shape our next uh, several laps That's or right. several phases of the journey. So, you know, I remember spending hours and hours because... When you first come to faith and you become a new creation in Christ, there's this, nat there's this spiritual hunger. Uh, Peter calls it 
like newborn babes, you're going to desire milk, right? When right when we 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 both of us have kids, and we remember the times when kids they they want milk when they they, they don't you know they cry for it. They we know that's a natural instinct that they have. So right. if you're truly born again, one um, uh, criteria or not even criteria, one of those marks that you're really born again is that you would have the spiritual hunger, especially for the Word of God. And that's why he says, desire the word like babes uh, desiring milk, right? And, you know, the, the the desire, as I said, is going to be associated with your spiritual rebirth. Amen. As you come, it is one of those signs that you're really newborn spiritually because there would be a hunger for the word. Now, I remember when I was coming to this journey, when I got spiritually awakened, it was not just the Bible that I read. It was, you know, any literature associated with this uh way of life. I used to just voraciously read right. Christian books and other literature. I just wanted to know more. And I needed to feed my spirit man in that early phase because if you don't feed a baby when they're young, they're going to die. That's true. So that that phase, that lap that we had to run early on is is a pretty vulnerable phase. You come to faith, there's too many doubts, there's too many questions. You got to feed yourself with the Word. That's right. All right. But one of my mentors told me, he said, Michael, readers are leaders. Readers are leaders. That's good. That takes uh, me to the next one. The next lap is, I would call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you come to faith in Christ. You get spiritually awakened to know that there is a greater um, purpose in life. Amen. There is life after death. There is eternal purpose uh, for you and me. And once you get awakened to this and you start to study the Word of God and you start to um, understand the greater meanings of life, then the next one is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When I say Holy Spirit's baptism, it's like the fuel for your soul Amen. and the Spirit. Um, any any Christian can try to run this race on their own. Okay, It's like going to an ocean and trying to swim the uh, ocean. Is that possible? Not possible. You might be able to do a few strokes, but you're going to get tired That's very right. fast. That's right. The, the real Christian journey is not where you just try to do it on your own. Right. And that's where the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes in. I say baptism, the the overflow of the Holy Spirit coming upon your life, where it carries you, the Spirit of God carries you, helps you through the journey. Because trying to swim the uh, up currents is not easy. Because life and the flesh is tough as it is. They'll throw temptations. They'll throw all sorts of uh, curveballs against you. And if you don't have the help of the Holy Spirit, it's a difficult journey. I would say near impossible. Nearly impossible, absolutely. Because many Christians are trying to do this on their own, and they give up. They quit on their faith. That's exactly right. When I say baptism of the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? I don't want to get it. Uh, I don't want it to sound too spooky. The Spirit of God, just like you know, when you stand outside on a nice breezy day, when the wind blows on you and you feel the Holy Spirit, even though it's invisible, can just give you a bath. <laughs> yeah. Give you a nice shower on your, you know. So in other words, we need that infilling. Even though, you know, we all know there's air. How many of us can see air? I can't see I air, can't but see I it. know there's air. Right. I feel it. And similarly, people say, where is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit exists. It all depends on whether you want to receive it or not. Okay? And so when I say Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God itself. And so that wave is available for us to receive because that daily infilling of the Spirit is what will carry you, what will fuel you on your journey forward. Juno, I think there's people out there that really want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they want to know how. Right. And I would say one of the chief ways where you can attain the baptism of the Holy Spirit is 
laying on of hands. In other words, you can have people who are already in this uh, spiritual field to have to pray for you. You know, uh, if you look at the uh, New Testament itself, many of the apostles laid hands on the early believers, and instantly they received this baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's like a conductor. If you know people who are already walking in these gifts, connect with them. Have them pray over you. And just by the laying on of hands, it's like conducting electricity. <laughs> the Spirit moves on to the next person. I remember one time uh, someone laid hands on me. I felt electricity in my body for seven straight days. Absolutely. I've had similar feeling when um, actually it was Reynard Bonnke. Really? <laughs> I went to San, uh, San Francisco for uh, one of his uh, meetings, uh, impartation meetings, I believe, and he laid hands on me, and I was under this <laughs> Holy Spirit electricity for like four to five hours. Wow. I was just like vibrating. I was like, wow, so this thing is real. It's real, yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is lay, if, uh, receive the laying on of hands if right. you want to experience it. This is not stuff that we can... Um, talk through and try to understand from our um, understanding or intellectual perspective. This is stuff that you need to experience. Exactly right. Yeah. So the the next connected with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the another phase of this Christian journey is soaking, soaking in the Spirit. Amen. When I say soaking, um, it's just like go. You know, in America we are used to the standing beds. People who need tan, they go mm -hmm. to the standing, but they soak under the standing light. Yeah. Similarly, you can wait on the Lord. You know, either. Uh, while you're in a sitting posture or your prayer posture, you can just receive God from a, when I say receive, it's more like a radiation hitting you as you have that right posture. And just so everybody understands, how much time are we talking about here, Junior? You know, I would say start off with, you know, it's not easy to concentrate at times if you're new to this. At least start off with five to ten minutes. Try and just, uh, some people just lay on the floor, just saying, Holy Spirit, come. That's right. right? And nothing but just wanting to experience the way of the Spirit. And if you know, God, God pours out His Spirit to all who desires. Amen. And He's able to permeate through every cell, every fiber of your being. If you if you just lay yourself down, that's right. And you can, like I said, you can be in a sitting posture. You can be in any postures you want, as long as your mind is tuned to this desire. Lord, I want to soak myself in the Spirit, and just be still. And your focus is on God. On God. And, and and you can experience that. Because now you might ask, why? Why do I need to soak? As I mentioned earlier, the challenges of life are so intense. Right. You can't do this on your own. Right. You need the Spirit of God's saturation to encourage you, to strengthen you, to strengthen your inner man, to run this race. It's Amen. a difficult, now, difficult journey. Uh, as I mentioned, when you start off the Christian walk, you thought it was a rosy picture, but it's not. And uh, without God, there's no way you can make it. You might just really go back to the world again, you know? You know, some people think that they were born again onto a cruise ship, but maybe it's more like a battleship. It's actually a battleship, absolutely. It is not a cruise ship, even though we would all like a cruise ship. I love to have a problem-free life. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, uh, in this earth terrain, in the earth realm, God has allowed this to happen so that it refines us. It uh, brings the true, true gold in us. You know, right. it talks about, you know, just like gold is tested in fire, refined in fire, and you know the fire removes all the um, the bad stuff from the gold and brings the pure gold out. Right. Similarly, we when we go through testings and trials, it removes all these bad behaviors and the character uh, deformities that we have. There is something about the trials in life that brings us out much more refined and more molded to be in the image of God. That's true. And then the next one is. So as a Christian starts his walk, this journey, 
repentance, water baptism, then getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, soaking in the Spirit, uh, studying the Word, and then comes a clearing process. Because Amen. That, so right. as you start to advance in this journey, you're like, you know, there are stuff that is still bothering me. I can't understand this. Why am I uh, going through this dysfunctional mode even now? Why is my family like this? Why is my wife behaving that way? Or why is my husband behaving this way? That's because there are some clearance or clearing that you need to do. I right. remember the Lord showed me this vision of this uh, dense forest, right? a lot of trees. But then he showed me this bulldozer coming in and just clearing out these trees. Wow. Have you seen some of those? How when sure, they, yeah. when they make the subdivisions. Yeah. <laughs> this place was with, with dense trees. They just wipe it out in one day. They pulverize the tree, and they make the ground so flat so that houses can be built on it. The Lord said that's how uh, the spiritual process is. You know, when we start off this journey, there's too many uh, tree kind of plantations in our life, too many strongholds. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit's bulldozer would have to be allowed in to clear out, to uproot what needs to be uprooted. And that's where this clearance process comes in. Then another process involved is um, just the Holy Spirit's impartation. Amen. Uh, I've been to conferences, I've been to atmospheres. Just being in the atmosphere That's right. starts to clear out my invisible environments. Right. Just the vibe, the power of the Spirit in the air can also break off a whole lot of stuff that is bothering you. You know, the Bible does say, seek first His kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I've never been to a conference where I didn't get blessed and I didn't grow up some, in exactly. some way. So I, you know, I would tell our viewers, whenever you get a chance, do not forsake fellowship and assembly uh, of the saints. Amen. It's because the, in, the, in a group gathering, there's so much energy of God. Right. And that, whether you know it or not, is going to clear out a whole lot of stuff from your life and from your bloodline. Amen. Okay, that's right. And the last one I want to talk, talk to you about is our personal responsibility. Uh, which is building our own character. Amen. It's very important that we take time to understand the will of God for our life and prune where what needs to be pruned. Uh, you know, we all have our our deformities in character, our deficiencies. Try to find what that is and try to align with the Word of God. And that's what Apostle Peter says: Add to your faith virtue. Virtue means the best of the character that you can. So it's usually the mirror of the Word of God that shows us our <laughs> Our weaknesses, Amen. our def and it's our goal that that's that's up to us to make a deliberate attempt to shape our character like Jesus. Amen. It's amazing how reading your Bible helps you really know how to make good choices that are holy. Absolutely, not only good choices, but you're looking at yourself, right? As Apostle James said in the book of James, it's like you looking yourself in a mirror, right? And then you see yourself in the light of the Word of God. And you can fix this and fix that. And it's like, you know what? This this area of my life is not where up to the level that God is calling me to. And so so I encourage our viewers um, to understand one thing, that uh, that this is a journey. This Amen. is a marathon That's race. Right. And uh, we are here um, as brothers and sisters to encourage one another and to really build one another up. Um, this is not... This is not a one-hit wonder or one-stop journey. Right. It, this is a long-haul race. That's right. And uh, anything else you want to tell our viewers? How about you pray for the viewers, Michael? I will. I, I do want to say that every single person was born at this time because God wanted you to be born at this time. And the, the extent and the markers of your life have been laid out, and He, he has made a path 
for you to run your life and to run that well because he loves you so much. That's correct. And I'm just going to pray right now. Lord, I pray for all those who have a hunger and thirst to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Yes. We say, let it be in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.